0: let's go talk about the Pistons and pulling off a deal that I really like surprised me Utah is just having a complete uh, fire sale and the Pistons are a better basketball team once that deal is completed Keith Langloy Pistons NBA insider from Pistons.com. he is standing by on the Meyer guest sign and uh, that was surprising news this morning yeah
1: you know and and in the interest of, of self-preservation I've got a I've got a tell you up front that you know the trade is not official yet, so like we we can only talk hypothetically about it uh but yeah, i mean it makes a it just makes a lot of sense assuming it it goes through and you know physicals are signed off on, and all the eyes and are dotted and T's crossed at league offices but yeah it's just you know it's rare a lot of times you can win a trade but still create and you fill one need and maybe create another but this I mean, you can go down a, a long list of of things that that this trade satisfied, and that and I, I'm I'm struggling to see any downside in it. The Pistons dealt from they had a glut of big men. They had five guys uh, who arguably are are best served as centers. Uh, you can you know you can maybe. A Linux, who is going out in this trade, is because can play some power forward for you. And I think Marvin Bagley III has, although he's not really a modern day power forward, doesn't shoot threes uh, very often and, and has shot them at less than 20%. So you dealt from a position of strength. You, you, Dwayne Casey, you know, last year, the end of last season, talked about how they have to really build a roster with Cade Cunningham in mind. And the foremost thing to keep in mind with that, the biggest priority was giving him some three point shooting. And this guy. Has been, you know, a career thirty nine percent three point shooter on high volume. He's averaged over eighteen points a game the last four years as a full time starter. True shooting percentage is right around sixty percent. You know, and not just a shooter; he really punishes post ups when when that has happens all the time these days with switching defenses. When he gets a guard on him, he's a good post up player. You can put the ball in his hands. In pick and roll, and I think he's going to be great for Cade Cunningham. He's a high IQ guy, and I think he's going to really bring out the best in Cade, and and the and the space he creates along with Sadiq Bay in that starting lineup is, is I think it's it just makes so much sense. And 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 was able, you know, the, the biggest thing. Not only does the trade make sense, but the but the cost was so low in that. Uh, you know, that there was no draft picks going out. We know Danny Ainge, you know, he'll squeeze every ounce of blood from a turnip, as we saw with the, his other trades this summer with, with Gobert and with um, Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland. And Bogdanovich was the guy everybody knew was going to be moved, but everybody was focused on it. You know, which contender is he going to go to? It was well known that the Lakers and Phoenix, among other teams, were really trying to get him. So, very good deal. And, and with that in mind, down the road, when we get to the trade deadline, if, you know, I'm sure there are going to be people interested in, in, in Bogdanovich. So, uh, like I said, good trade all around. Hard to see even the hint of a downside in it.
0: Yeah, and if it goes through as expected, though, uh, Bogdanovich gives you 18 points a game. He he shot, uh, I think the number I saw at CBSSports.com, which gave uh, the proposed trade, not finalized yet, an A-plus. Gave the Chaz a D-plus on the other end. But when you go inside the numbers, I mentioned 18 a game, a little over four boards, 59.9% true shooting last year. He was efficient from everywhere on the court and made 40.7% of his wide-open threes per NBA.com. Hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's really good. He's a really good player, and like I, you know, I've watched that guy in his days at Indiana. Um, you know, he's he's just he's a very high IQ player. Doesn't force anything, and I think that, like I said, it's going to play off perfectly against Cade Cunningham. And the other thing, and you know, not only does it balance the roster for the Pistons, it balances the units. Um, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that you know we can pencil in Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay in the starting lineup. I really think Jaden Ivy's is going to slot in next to Cunningham because it makes so much sense that Ivy can guard point guards and relieve relieve Cunningham of that burden. Isaiah Stewart in the middle. Um, you know, you've got that, and, and and now getting Bogdanovich as that veteran three point shooter eliminates the temptation to have to start Alec Burke. So I think now you've got him as the scoring anchor for that second unit, and Isaiah Livers, uh, you know, uh, I think is going to slot in there, giving that unit some shooting to go with, you know, Killian Hayes and Hamadou Diallo, and probably Marvin Bagley the third. So it gives them, it really sets them up. Perfectly from you know a, a roster standpoint, and from uh, balancing the first and second unit standpoint.
0: Yeah, I, I was going through the the depth chart with Bogdanovich being added, and is um, they're a they're a potential play in tournament team. But I also went through the addition of Donovan Mitchell and Cleveland Durant staying put. Uh, in Brooklyn, uh, the East is a true beast now. It really is. A lot of great young talent on teams and you're looking inside their division, you look at the rest of the East, uh, that is going to be a war all season long.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, you're exactly right. You know, when you think back if if, if we could put this Pistons roster in 2014-15 in when 38 wins got to the playoffs, I'd say slam dunk they're a playoff team. They're still going to be very, very young um, but they're they're going to be a much better offensive team, I believe, this year. I think that they're going to be a better team overall. They're going to be a team that gets into that fourth quarter with a chance to win every night. We know Dwayne Casey's teams are going to play hard. Uh, they're just not going to be a they're not going to be a fun team for anybody to play. Now, young teams, and especially teams that have guards as young as. Cunningham and Ivy Cade, I believe, turns 21 in about three days. Ivy's 20. You know, young teams with young guards really struggle to win in the last five minutes. So there's going to be some growing pains on that. I don't know how many wins they're going to have. You look at, as you said, the East last year. Charlotte won forty three games and that got them the last spot in the playoff playing tournament at tenth. Charlotte might take a little bit of a step back this year with the Miles Bridges situation, but every other other one of those nine teams, they think they're as good or better than last year, and in most cases better. Cleveland added Donovan Mitchell, the Knicks added Jalen Brunson. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, it, I, you know, the flip side of that is I don't think anybody's going to run away with the East this year. I don't think it was going to be a team that wins sixty games, fifty six wins, fifty seven wins. Might win you in the East this year. It's going to be there's going to be competition every night. But I don't think anybody's going to look at this Pistons team and coming in and say, "Okay, we can relax tonight. We, you know, we can we can give some guys select rush tonight and not worry about it." I think they're going to make teams. Really scramble for every win this year. They're going to be uh, a lot. They're going to have Dwayne Casey's going to have a lot more buttons to push and a lot more answers on nights when, you know, in the last last season, if Sadiq Bay wasn't shooting it well and if Kate Cunningham picked up early foul trouble, you know, you just struggle to, to stay alive. I think they're going to have a lot of options this year. He's going to be able to put, you know, <laughs> I was looking at some of the everybody talks about starting lineup and second unit but the other thing is what's the closing lineup I think the closing lineup is going to many nights is going to be Cade Cunningham and then you're going to have Burt Bay and Bogdanovich and I'm taking credit for calling them the killer bees already you're going to have three really good three point shooters with Cade Cunningham you know operating and then that's whoever's out there the fifth guy with him can be anybody you could even play small and and uh, you know have have the bay line up at center against smaller lineups and or go bigger with Stewart or Bagley in the middle of that. so Casey's going to have a lot more uh, buttons to push and it's going to be I, th- I think it's going to be not only a much the trade made the Pistons much more functional I think it's going to make them one of the most fun teams in the league
0: Keith Langley Pistons.com Pistons NBA Insider joining us on the Meyer Gasline talking about Boren Bogdanovich, uh, now a Detroit Piston. And I said when Mitchell, uh, the surprise signing there with Cleveland and Deal, that I I thought the Pistons had to do something because people were really loading up uh, in the East, and they did. And we'll see. They're going to be entertaining. Like you said, shooters, uh, big men, uh, depth at guard. I mean, depth's a big key with injuries and also just wearing down teams. So Bogdanovich uh, is a piston and I one of the best three-point shooters in the game. Keith, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Give us an update. I know the trade isn't official. It's pending. And uh, when it's done, we'll reconnect.
1: Thanks, Bill. Anytime.